0: Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. (music) On today's episode I speak to comic book writer and super chill dude Matthew Loisel about what comics he would take into the apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Comic Scene. If you haven't heard of Comic Scene before, it's an award-winning magazine that's available digitally and in print in selected comic shops and newsagents in the UK, Ireland, Australia, Canada and the United States of America. Digital and print subscriptions are available from £2.50 at getmycomics.com forward slash comicscene. Or you can simply order it from any newsagent in the UK or Ireland. On top of this, Comic Scene have now launched a library pack for schools, libraries, comic clubs and community organisations. The pack is worth £200, but libraries, schools and organisations can purchase it for just £20. The deadline to get the pack at this Uber discount is 31st of March. But to find out more, you can either follow the link in the show notes or email the Comic Scene team on comicsceneuk at gmail.com. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Matthew Loisel. How's it going?
1: Hey, Sam great thanks for having me on
0: oh it's a real pleasure um and uh it's it's even more of a pleasure because we've we've had a few technical glitches going on right. um mostly on my end um i don't know what was going on um we were just saying that you know there's there's something wrong uh in the air but uh we are persevering um and here you are so thank you so much for being here
1: hey against all odds it's it is my pleasure um, how, how are you?
0: Yeah, good man. Um, it's been a fairly relaxing uh, Sunday. Uh, managed to get some uh, some uh, garden work done um, in oh, terms nice. of just fixing the shed because we've had quite a few storms over here recently. Um, and so, uh, yeah, had to put in a few extra screws in, in my garden shed and in a couple of fence panels as well. Um, but sure. uh, that's home ownership for you, isn't it?
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, And it's, uh, it's a gloomy uh, salinous morning um, over here in California. Um, I don't know how it is in Hampshire. Is it Hampshire?
0: Uh, Hampshire, yeah. It's, the, it's yeah. the same. It is really gloomy. It's been raining all day.
1: Right, well, yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like I may as well be in England right now. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We're totally. California weather.
0: <laughs> whatever that is um mm-hmm. but uh yeah um as i was saying thank you so much for being here uh but for anybody that hasn't come across you just yet uh, what do you do in the world of comics
1: yeah so um i'm a writer and um i'm uh, uh my wife and i self-publish our uh, a comic book series murder um it's a ongoing series we're we're about ready to uh to start revving up for the Kickstarter for issue three. Right. And, um, and, uh, so, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've written for, um, uh, other publishers. Um, uh, paranoid American is, uh, putting out, uh, a, uh, a comic I, I wrote about, um, you know, the conspiracy theory that, uh, the United States, uh, CIA, uh, introduced crack to, uh, Los Angeles. Right. Uh, in the 80s and so um yeah, so I, I, <laughs> a man of varied interest
0: <laughs> definitely oh that's really interesting i absolutely have to uh, properly check that out
1: well absolutely yeah yeah, should be done soon the uh we got uh artist david law working on it it's beautiful um you know all traditional um medium uh you know uh paintbrush uh inks and watercolor it's it's turning out beautifully
0: nice man what's the eta on that
1: Um, You know, it's hard to say, isn't it? We've never worked with Dave Locke before, but he used to be chugging along. Um, And so, you know, maybe in a month or so, you should be able to go to Paranoid American's uh, website, and it's part of their Paranoid American History anthology. And um, so there's seven other comics uh, of its, uh, you know, kind of of its style, but of different topics. um, Mm -hmm. That's all going to be one volume. So this This story is the last of the volume, and uh, it'll be released as a trade paperback hopefully soon.
0: Great, man. Um, Yeah, I do like a good conspiracy theory. Um, It's it's, it's, it's always interesting to find out about it, but also you know where it came from and and all the intricacies with it. Um, (laughs) At at the moment on YouTube, I just watch Ancient Aliens all the time. Oh man, I just love that. You know, Um, not that I like particularly believe it or anything. um, I just find it hilarious like just the the ramp up to just but ancient astronaut theorists say yes right. <laughs> that's the best bit
1: yeah it's kind of an interesting precursor to the uh the flat earth phenomenon i feel like you yes.
0: know yeah yeah totally man i mean it's, i i just find it absolutely hilarious um but uh, i i swear there's a good comic in there somewhere for oh, all right astro- astronaut theorists
1: yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely and, and yeah um wonderfully on point for our um for our uh our, for our apocalypse. apocalypse absolutely right.
0: um but before we get into that uh where can people find you on the internet
1: yeah so the other comic that i'm working on is, is murder like i mentioned earlier and um so um you know that's a sci-fi story about uh um you know uh farm animals linking telepathically one species at a time Mm. and only one man can hear what they're plotting and he's our hero the butcher's butcher and uh so you can get uh we're selling hard copies on our website which is collab great or you can find me on twitter instagram uh matt loisel is my handle on both of them and um there's a link in our in my profile um and yeah it uh, just clicks through click through straight there right and we're on facebook too murder comics as well perfect
0: uh, and all those links are in the show notes of course so uh folks listening right now uh feel free to to go click on uh matthew's links and uh see what he's been up to uh whilst you listen to him um, now, uh, all of that aside, uh, unfortunately, I do have some bad news for you, uh, and that what? is that there has been an alien invasion on Earth. Um, a- ancient on. astronaut theorists were correct when right. they said yes; they were correct. They, um, tried to warn <laughs> what, sorry?
1: they tried to warn us.
0: Exactly, you know, they were right all along. Um, and uh, as always, uh, in in most. Uh, movies where this plays out uh they target california i'm afraid yeah. um to start
1: with um and uh well
0: you you you're near alex Schumacher, aren't you i
1: i am i am yeah. um i am uh, about a block we, we live uh, my wife and i live about a block away from his uh him and his wife Kaylin's house That's so Um, awesome.
0: um and for, for for anybody listening uh alex was on was on our show just before christmas so Uh, that's that's why there's the connection there um but uh yeah so aliens have invaded um not directly in uh the because where are you again
1: uh we are in salinas california um the the really only claim to fame here um is uh we're mentioned in a um in bobby mcgee by janice joplin um that's about it. That's about all we got here. <laughs>
0: that's all you get <laughs> Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I seem to remember that uh, San Diego is probably quite a bit away. But quite a bit, a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if there was an alien invasion that started there, that kind of petered out, then you might have a chance or something.
1: Yeah, I got a couple hours, you know. if, if <laughs> Say they're driving by car, I have about nine hours. At, at, <laughs>
0: okay, it's even that far uh, away, gosh. If, they, uh, so if that's...
1: <laughs> transportation
0: they choose yeah there you go so maybe a bit further north maybe something more like san francisco
1: right so we're about two two hours south of san francisco okay perfect so
0: we're north of that so there's an alien invasion in san francisco oh um, that is gonna peter out um and uh my my question for you is what is your action plan for survival
1: right we know um uh, i i i uh mentioned before this you know before we um started recording i had listened to alex's um uh, podcast and and he cheated uh, you know in googling what what uh people would do so i also cheated because that <laughs> seemed like the right thing to do and it's funny it kind of dawned on me that um uh in a way i've already experienced this in a in a very awesome. real sense Um, so, so, so so as I was researching, I I came upon how, you know, um, Orson Welles, the, the war of the worlds was broadcast and we kind of got a taste of, of how people would handle the news. Right. Yeah. And, uh, of course it would be different. And, you know, there's a lot written about how the government would react and how now that we have social media, you know, Twitter is a good place to go to get news. So, you know, probably the government would be giving updates. So I would, I would certainly start by checking the news. But it, it dawned on me that um, I don't know if you remember a movie called the The Fourth Kind.
0: Fourth Kind. It, it had, no.
1: Mila Jovovich was in it, and uh, it was it was in a uh, twenty twenty uh two thousand nine. I had to look it up, mm. and uh, it was it was billed as uh, you know basically this found footage. And that was both acted out, and then also, you know, they show the, the actual footage side by side. And it, it takes place in Nome, Alaska, where, um, you know, uh, apparently there's people, like, disappear like crazy. There's all these disappearances, right? Right. So they say it's probably aliens, or that's what cool. this evidence suggests. So my dad and I didn't do too much research uh, when we went to go see it. And um, it, I mean, they 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 had this whole uh, like a mis- I call it a misinformation campaign where they had websites that they had built for these um, some of these characters as a psychiatrist. And um, so so, you know, we kind of went in half cocked, not not really, you know, knowing what was real and what wasn't. Right. And we left that movie thinking, oh, oh my God, like they're here like, oh, like, no. <laughs> it's happening and and you know y- y- you know you, you one would wonder what what you would emotionally feel as you realize that like aliens are invading and um you know i have to say it was i wasn't so scared it was more kind of just like wonderment that this is mm. going to change everything um and my dad had the exact same experience and, um, and later it turns out, you know, obviously it was, uh, it was, a, uh, um, you know, they were, it was part of the marketing that was, uh, ha- had me fooled. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I've, I've, you know, I don't want to say I'm a veteran of, of alien invasions, but I feel, you know, I feel <laughs>
0: halfway like, there at least
1: I've already lived it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the takeaway of my, of, of, what, what I researched is, man, if, if aliens can get here, we're, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. And, uh, as far as what one man can do, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of up in the air between just start looting immediately yep. and, um, <laughs> you know, stockpiling water and food, um, or, uh, you know, running over to, uh, Alex's house and, um, you know, just, uh, just start drinking, you know?
0: Yeah, man. Well, I like, I like the idea of that. Um, right. you, you just heading over to Alex's house and just having a, a, uh, a, a good old knees up. Um, uh-huh. So like, sure. I, I reckon we should go with that.
1: <laughs> right. Um, you know, there, there were some interesting, uh, plans, but you know, it all, we're all just kind of banking on the government once, yeah. uh, once, uh, once they're here, you know, I mean, uh, my wife and I don't own a gun. Uh, um, my, my personal protection is a baseball bat, um, by my bed. Nice. And so, um, you know, I, I personally will be woefully outgunned. Um, so, you know, I won't put up much of a fight personally, um, uh, <laughs> so uh yeah so drink
0: so alcohol is definitely the best answer
1: i think so i think alcohol (laughs) is the best weapon um uh interestingly one one um plan that they said may 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 help us is um if we blow up all of our own satellites it will create this field of space like junk that will you know, at least give us some kind of, uh, you know, buy us some kind of time. I thought that was really clever.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. Right. Um, no, that is an interesting approach, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, when the time comes, maybe, uh, maybe we'll have to implement that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but in, in in the meantime, um, you've headed on over to Alex's house, um, right. and, and and you're getting drunk. Um, I don't know what a couple of forties or.
1: Yeah, you know, um, my beer of choice tends to be a lager or, or some kind of pilsner. So, um, yeah. you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, Alex is on the wagon now. Um, so he just he'd just Don't be watching. But maybe if it's the end of the world, maybe he'll he'll just say forget it. Yeah, um, he's he's a disciplined guy though, you know. So maybe he he would say no on principle.
0: Yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, but uh, you, nonetheless, start slipping back um, a few brewskis. Um, right. But uh, in your conversation, as, uh, as you're watching TV and uh, there are alien explosions absolutely everywhere, um, right. you start to reminisce on comics um, and, right. and Alex proceeds to interview you because he's been on the show but you haven't uh-huh. yet so um he he asked you uh so what is the first comic you remember enjoying
1: the very first comic, yeah what a sad sad like question at the end of the world right like yes. <laughs> yeah. let's let's reminisce about the good times the the first comic that i uh remember reading is probably early elementary school and um you know, I don't remember. I've, I've tried in earnest to find, if I saw the cover, I would recognize it. But um, it was some Avengers or Captain America comic book um, where uh, the Avengers were in Wakanda. And um, really the star was uh, the Black Panther. And, um, I, I man, I remember as a kid just thinking... You know, essentially, it was one of those mix-ups. I don't know. I don't remember the plot. But, you know, the Black Panther was coming after the Avengers. And I remember thinking, man, these guys are screwed. These guys are way outclassed. And, and you know, I don't remember how it resolved, but I just remember viscerally feeling just worried for those poor Avengers, man. They, they, they were in for it. And, and black Panther was just, um, uh, you know, just intimidating and, um, you know, uh, uh powerful. It, it was, it was, uh, I really clearly remember, um, all those feelings is it, it made an imprint for sure. Um, and I still, as we go through all these comic books, I mean, almost all of the comics I read are superhero comic books. Um, to this day, even though Alan Moore told, you know, tells me I should grow up, uh get over superheroes. <laughs> I haven't. And...
0: Whatever, man. Um, I'm yeah, I'm 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 not with that, but uh what do right. you call it? Um
1: but, yeah. Know, I I may even agree with him, but I can't can't help
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know, man. I think I think it's nice to yeah, read these things and stuff. Um I don't know whether you know quote unquote growing up uh has to require you to not read these things um yeah <laughs> whatever whatever that means anyway right um right. but uh, yeah no that's really interesting um that, that this is the first one that you remember um oh, man.
1: and yeah
0: it, it sounds like it was it was almost emotionally scarring
1: <laughs> a little a little yeah you know and i i tend to kind of remember comics that way um you know, more just kind of a, a general emotional impact than, than, a you know, plot point by plot point. I, I uh, went back and read a lot of the comics we're going to talk about today so that I could at least have the plots there. But what sticks with me is these impressions. Um, and then that one stuck with me for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, what, what age were you at this point? Sorry,
1: I was probably seven or eight years old. Wow. if i were to guess yeah
0: yeah and uh how how did you get this it was this just at a local comic shop or
1: yeah there you know uh growing up um i didn't read a, a lot of comics when i was very young um what i loved were the trading cards right and um i don't know if i feel like you're a millennial like me so uh, i don't know i don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know right. I, I don't know how old you are but um you know, uh, as a '90s kid, we grew up in a um, an incredible age of trading cards. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the Marvel BC for me it was Marvel, and um, I still have a lot of my collections. And actually, for Murder, we're uh, we're releasing a trading card for each of our uh, uh, main characters with each issue. So, nice. uh, uh, and eventually. You know, it's going to be a nine-card set that—that's a mural of a, of a whole scene. A lot like uh, there's a couple series from the '90s that these big murals that were. Uh, you know, as a kid, I just loved it. So, you know, maybe I'm clinging to the past, but I'm bringing. <laughs> well, that's,
0: that's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? Um, no, maybe. Go Go, Matt. Sorry. Sorry Matthew. I lost you there. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry you you were about to say something.
1: Um uh, something about being old. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and clinging on to the past. <laughs> right, um, right. It's fine. Um but uh at that age, um were you experimenting at all with creating comics yourself or were you just happy reading them?
1: I was um I was a, a little artist, um, as a kid. Um, so all through, um, uh, elementary school and middle school, um, my primary creative outlet was drawing. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, as a child, I considered myself a great artist. I, I think probably, you know, among my peers, I was, I was pretty good. Um, and then, um, it's funny, Alex is coming up a lot and, in our chat. But uh kind of similarly to, to Alex's um life arc, uh in middle school I realized that music was much more attractive to uh women than um <laughs> than doodles of superheroes. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so um so yeah, so I, I kind of switched gears and um played music uh, all through uh high school and college and um didn't come back to, um, you know, uh, n- writing and, 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 um, storytelling really, uh, until, um, maybe, you know, maybe five years ago or so, right. um, started to, started to kind of get back into it and, um, you know, uh, really, really just reading, um, comics just really in earnest. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I was kind of, kind of uh, how it came full circle from, you know, uh, trading cards in the 90s to uh, writing um, comic books about animals murdering people.
0: <laughs> awesome. I mean, what gave you the inspiration to, you know, take up the pen?
1: Um, you know, my my wife and I actually were uh, farmers a couple years ago. Um, right. We, uh, we ran a farm called, uh, you may like this lazy millennial farms <laughs> Brilliant. because I, we get such a sh- bad rap, you know, yeah. and it's like, I personally, I don't know any lazy millennials. All, all the lazy, all the millennials I know have two or three jobs and, you know, are, yeah. you know, are scraping by and, you know, we have all kinds of anxiety issues because we work constantly, mm-hmm. um, But uh, so I thought, you know, how millennial is it to, um, you know, try to quit your job and and become a farmer? Um, So uh, in that process, we we had uh, we had customers and wanted to let them get to know us more. And so we had an idea um, to uh, I had the idea to write a comic and uh, called the Farmtastic Four (laughs) <laughs> and be is a way to, to introduce them to um, our employees and kind of how their food's being grown. And um, we, we moved on from the farm before we could write this comic. But uh, in that, um, you know, you, and I don't know if it's, you know, it was kind of a weird idea that wouldn't have really worked with the farm. But when the farm's out of it, then it's, you know, kind of the world is your oyster. Um uh, Brittany and I came up with the idea for murder, um, actually over a couple of pints, uh, uh, you know, and, um, yeah, it kind of, it kind of grew from there.
0: Nice man. That's awesome. I mean, what a journey, um, yeah, to, to literally time. go out and set up a farm.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was <clears throat> great. I learned a lot. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I mean, my grandma taught me to garden in, in high school and, um, you know, it's quite a big jump to a farm. And, and now, um, you know, my wife and I garden quite a bit. And uh, so now I feel like, you know, the world's worst farmer is the world's greatest gardener. You know, this is all easy now.
0: <laughs> no doubt about That, that is awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, now, uh, your drunken conversation with a sober Alex <laughs> uh, moves moves on uh, to uh, what is the funniest or the comic that like made you laugh out loud the most?
1: You know, I absolutely loved, um, uh, uh, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Um, that to me is, is, um, you know, not only was it a, a hilarious comic book, um, but just cute and, and sweet and, um, endearing. Um, you know, uh, have you read it? Have you, have you read any of North, um, Henderson run?
0: No, unfortunately not, no.
1: no I've always she, been
0: intrigued by Squirrel Girl. She, 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 yeah.
1: D- Doreen, get on it. D- Doreen is, is great, um uh the Squirrel Girl. And um it's just really clever, you know, especially for a writer. Um it's it's a very they they use a lot of different um tools uh in the comic toolbox, um, you, you know, that, that just work with the kind of uh you know, snappy pace um you know, every page on the very bottom tiny print is like a little um, sort of cheeky um, or ironic message from the writer. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of this breaking of the third wall. It's almost like you're getting silly editors notes or something. Um, (laughs) You know, the, the, the opening page um, is squirrel girls, Twitter feed. So, you know, Trolling Tony Stark or the you know or the AI of Tony Stark and you know um, so yeah I I I love Squirrel Girl uh, I was very sad I mean when it when it ended it had a very emotional ending um, you know the the artist was moving on they were going to get a new artist and the um, the writer um, basically wrote a love note to their working together and it's you know it's kind of like a, you know, I'm not crying, Sam, you're crying. <laughs> you know, it's very sweet, very, um, uh, just a lovely comic book. I loved it.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, that's something I'm going to have to try, try and look at, because that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, would definitely recommend. Just well-written, really fun art. Um, it, it's, it's, it really has it all.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, now, uh, the the next question uh, that comes up and uh, changing emotional gears here. Uh-huh. Um, what's the saddest or most upsetting comic that you've read?
1: Oh, have have you ever read Saga? Uh,
0: I've I've read uh, like probably the first few issues, but okay. I, I just never carried on.
1: Really. Sure, you may have gotten there. It was early on in Saga, um, which is this awesome space epic uh you know love story um kind of um madness Mm. um and uh and there's a character which you know as a i don't know if it's because i'm vegan or or what but i clung on to immediately and that would be lion cat which is the one non-human character main character that uh you know, I, I was immediately endeared to, and, and, you know, Lion Cat, you know, his, his thing is, or her thing, I think it's actually a her, uh, her thing is that if you, um, if you, if you lie, the only word that she says is lion. And so, uh, you know, just really fun character. Uh, Brian K. Vaughan's brilliant and uses her brilliantly. And in one scene, um, she gets sucked out into space and, you know, just with the perfect use of a turn, you know, page turn, you turn the last page and you you don't realize that she's been sucked out. And there she is floating in space and, you know, kind of curled up helplessly. And, you know, it's kind of that, you know, kind of that John Wick principle that, you know, you can kill whoever you want, but as soon as you kill the dog, you know, everybody mm-hmm. loses their mind. Yes. Sir. And, uh. <laughs> It, and it's, it's that, you know, it's, uh, that, uh, you know, that immediate uh, empathy that you feel for this poor animal and, um, and, uh, you're just heart wrenching. And so you need, and then, uh, you got to wait till the next issue to see, you know, what happened to Lion Cat. And I, I thought Lion Cat was gone. I really thought because, you know, Brian K. Vaughan has killed main characters, kind of the, um, mm. you know, uh. Uh, kind of wa- didn't Walking Dead do that or they'll just kill anybody?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, certainly Robert Kirkman uh, certainly killed uh-huh. his daughter. He wasn't everyone, afraid everyone.
1: of it. <laughs> right. So I you know, I just thought he would do it, you know, when you you like yeah. would the would the uh writer do it and I thought, yeah, he he would do it. But uh turns out he didn't, you know, spoiler.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's, well it's okay if it like it was fair fair while ago now that would have been. Um, right and uh, yeah yeah no that's uh, that sounds yeah almost very heart-wrenching particularly if you're attached to the to the character
1: itself. Right. but uh, uh, and a, uh my wife and i are cat people too you know oh
0: I mean, yeah we're double,
1: so double trouble too. what's that
0: double trouble
1: yeah we were easy yeah that was <laughs> a easy target
0: <laughs> nice man um yeah um it's it, it can be really really uh difficult to to see that there are a couple of moments in the walking dead um where uh, it was pretty horrific <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> and upsetting at the same time um but uh speaking of horrific uh the next question that comes up um in your conversation with alex is what is the scariest or most horrifying comic that you've read
1: yeah you know um when you sent me these questions, I had an initial response and then, and then I thought about it a little more. So I kind of have two for this one. Um, the first is uh, uh, Chris Claremont did a run on um, aliens and um, I'm i I'm a fan of aliens, comic books, uh, aliens versus predator uh, mm. comic books are, are really fun. There's a lot of really well done um, series out there. Um, the fire and stone series is great. Um, but this one was back some, sometime, I think in the early nineties and, um, you know, it's beautifully written. Um, it's, it basically follows this, uh, this synthetic, uh, woman who, um, is in space and her kind of descent from a trophy wife kind of, um, character to, um, this character that has, has been hunted by predators and. Um, you know, becomes kind of this badass, um, and uh, you know, k- kind of like in um, I don't know if you've read uh, the Killing Joke um, by yeah. Alan. Or in the back um, pages, the artist uh, you know did this little mini comic that basically said, you know, my job is to constantly try to kill the protagonist. You know, I'm right. I'm constant in this case. It was Batman, so he's talking about you know. You know, I want you to always feel like I'm about to get him. You know, I'm about, you know, he's not going to make it this time. And uh, Chris Claremont does a great job at that in this comic where the, you just, the, the peril that this, you know, poor synthetic person is, is in, you're just, you know, you're just thinking you, you're not going to make it, you know. Um, so so that, that scared me. But then I remembered... That um, for my birthday last year, uh, a friend got me um, a, uh, Jun- a Junji Ito uh, comic book called Dissolving Classroom. And I don't know if you're, are you familiar with, with his work?
0: I'm familiar with his work, but not that, that one in particular.
1: Yeah. So this is the only one I've read. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of cosmic horror. Um, I'm actually um, starting to work on a title that's a cosmic horror title, um, that's going to take place in uh, colonial Africa, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, this this comic book is is just disturbing beyond measure. Um, essentially, you have a new student, a, a brother and sister, and the brother emphatically apologizes for everything. He's just a pathetic human being, and anything he does, he he just really, really apologizes. So it turns out that he is summoning Satan as he apologizes. And it's this self punishing that makes your brains melt because you are between him and Satan. And he's really apologizing to Satan who's standing right behind you. And the sister drinks your brains and um, everybody's melting and it's all tied to just very um kind of twisted um morality it it is it shook me <laughs> and i I read, I read it in one sitting it's it's about six uh six um you know uh, what what would be singles if uh,
0: right yeah yeah it's like around man, 120 pages or something
1: and, and you know <laughs> i ate it up with a spoon no pun intended
0: <laughs> um it but it it sounds like it's classic Junji Ito, um where oh. you know he just like comes up with this crazy concept and makes it absolutely horrific.
1: It, right. And he keeps going with it. I think that was it gets deeper and deeper, just when you think like he's explored every angle, he finds some other sick way to <laughs> you know oh my uh to, to to escalate things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. not, yeah. not just not looking, just
0: looking at the uh artwork now and uh yeah no it's uh it's horrifying i mean if you just type in jinji ito uh into into google then uh yeah Sega's artwork is horrifying by itself oh, okay. let alone with a story that obviously um <laughs> leans into horror
1: right and lovely i mean it it seems wrong to call it lovely but just lovely line mm-hmm. art um yeah. You know, what a talented artist. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, I and I loved it. I, I, it was disturbing beyond measure and and wonderfully so.
0: I would say that's awesome, man. Uh, now, uh, we come on to uh, one of my favourite questions, and that is, yeah. uh, what is your favourite cover?
1: My favourite cover is um, probably going to be... Um, from Tom King's, the vision. Um, and, uh, um, I believe it was issue six or seven. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the premise to, uh, uh, the vision was that, you know, the vision from the Avengers, um, you know, has decided to connect more with humans, um, and understand their experience, go and, create a family. So he builds a family. That's, um, Vivian vision. Uh, this is her debut. Right. Um, and, uh, so it's her, her brother, her, her mother, and then uh, the vision. And, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a fascinating story. It just really gets into, you know, the, um, you know, kind of like, what is the purpose of, all that humans have done you know like what is this all leading to and and is this what it's leading to you know is is um is middle class fancy is that the (laughs) you know is that the be all end all you know and um all of the existential questions that have come with you know modern life and um and uh so uh you know he's trying to connect with this wife and the the wife ends up being you know a huge part of the story and and kind of goes off the reservation a bit and um in, in this cover there there the they are um embracing each other and and kissing and um in the background their their house burns and um they're holding each other so tightly that they're, uh, you know, they're going through each other. Their arms are reaching through each other's bodies as they, you know, grasp the back of each other's heads, um, you know, in the way that the vision can pass through matter. Um, so there's, you know, uh, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm rather proud of the um, cover art for issue one of Murder um, because, uh, you know, I think uh, cover art has that, uh, freedom to be slightly abstract um, and kind of uh, illustrate a, you know more symbolically what the comic book's about and and to me I mean they nailed it with this uh, visions cover because it's it's that wanting to be close to someone else mm-hmm. and them being so close they're going through each other I mean it, you know physically they're they're connected but there's always that space between and there's always that um desire to cross it that uh no one ever does you know we we are always we have space between each other um it's uh so kind of just a, to me a beautiful commentary and kind of the commentary of that whole series um is kind of summed up in that that one image
0: yeah it's a beautiful image um I just love- just looking at it now and yeah as you say you got um vision and his uh girlfriend, I assume. What was her name? Sorry,
1: I don't know what her what the uh let's see, actually, I actually have pulled up, but um, it's actually his wife.
0: Oh, wife, sorry, right, yeah,
1: yeah, um, his
0: wife. and yeah, obviously, yeah, as you say, em- embracing and uh, interconnected <laughs> as right. well. Oh, Virginia. Um, Virginia, his wife's
1: Virginia.
0: name is Virginia. There you
1: go, yeah, that
0: makes sense. Vision, Virginia, um, right.
1: And- Daughter Viv and <laughs> yeah, uh, be. son
0: Ben. There you go. Nice. Um, and yeah, no, uh, it's a, it's an absolutely beautiful artwork, isn't it? Yeah, um, just like all the colours because the sky is. I mean, the house is burning down as you he, as he's saying. There's kind of embers in right. the sky, but the the uh. night sky is almost purple. Well, it is purple uh. um, as well. And uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a striking bit of art that's certainly going to stand out. On a uh on a comic book shelf.
1: Right. That, that's what the art that's what the cover art's for.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. No, no, that's beautiful, man. Absolutely beautiful. I can see why see why you chose it. Um sure. and uh speaking of which, um, we move on to our next question, and that is what is the most meaningful comic to you?
1: you, you know, um uh it's a that's a clean segue because um, you know, it's probably a toss up for me. Um between um, the vision um, and um, m- you know, I also really love um, and definitely my favorite comic book of all time is the Watchmen. Um, and uh, but they, you know, they kind of share um, share uh, certain qualities um, in uh, to me, you know, the character that appealed to me and the vision is the vision and kind of his desire to understand humans, but you know, he's going to not, you know, you know, Mm. he's not going to make, and, uh, at times I feel that way, you know, (laughs) where, you know, I, I, I just feel like I don't understand people. Um, and, uh, in, in the Watchmen, um, the character that really stood out to me is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Who's, kind of similarly removed from humanity, um, perhaps more as a God than as um, some kind of superior human like the vision. Um, But, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, a much darker take on it, whereas the vision is trying to embrace humanity and trying to bridge that gap. Um, You know, Dr. Manhattan pretty much from the get go is moving away from humanity. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to the point that he, uh, that he, he leaves entirely. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, just that, that kind of, um, you know, kind of an alien analysis of humans, you know, this, this, uh, man, what, you know, what are we all, what are we all fighting for? You know, yeah. what, uh, you know, what's the plan guys? Like, what <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um, yeah, so I I, I think the, both those comics taught me a lot.
0: Yeah, for sure, man, and it, and it is those uh, existential questions that it asks, is it right. that um, that gives you the most meaning?
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, kind of the uh, the opposite end of the spectrum from dissolving classroom. You know, <laughs> a different kind of existential, uh, um, existential fear. Um, you know, um maybe we're not all melting. That's another way of losing your existence. But um perhaps, you know, this this whole human experiment um is not as clean as as advertised, you know.
0: Certainly not. Uh, Definitely not.
1: <laughs> right. Maybe maybe middle class fancy isn't the answer to all of uh people's problems. <laughs>
0: Oh no, it's likely not um but uh, it's it's probably the best we got at the moment, isn't
1: it? <laughs> it? Seems like it. I mean, that's what the vision thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, but uh I'll I'll have to read that one cuz that sounds really interesting.
1: It's very interesting. Um you know, Tom, Tom King is kind of hit or miss for me. Right. Um uh, but uh I fell in love with him cuz the the vision was the first Tom King thing that I ever read. Mm. Uh, and then um I really enjoyed his Batman run um until I didn't
0: <laughs> oh right
1: <laughs> it, i don't know it kind of it kind of um i i don't know if it started to meander or it it kind of got caught up in trying to you know with the batman catwoman wedding tried to you know create a, a, an event and I, I felt like it it did better when um it just was just kind of a i don't know a a, a really fun uh reimagining of of the batman story you know um. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that uh, all writers can get carried away with their stories, can't we? Um, sure. I think. And uh, yeah, we just we 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 need to check ourselves sometimes. I think, don't we? <laughs> all right.
1: Hey, I I wasn't a shot at Tom King. Okay. No, no, yeah. no.
0: Uh, well, we're all we're all guilty of it, of doing it. I, hey. I reckon, like, a bit of self
1: indulgence, you know, right. and that
0: sort of thing. Um, and, uh, not kind of, well, like it, it might pan out, like in terms of like the long form story, um, in terms of yeah. it, like an end game or whatever, but, um, like during that and particularly with comics, because they're serialized and things, right. um, then like at the time it can seem like this is completely just off base and pointless, but hey, that's the, sure. that's the way it goes. Right.
1: So why that's why I refuse to write without an editor,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, you go, you absolutely I know better
1: I know better now yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, you need somebody to check you, um, that's for sure uh now, uh speaking of uh things that kind of go unsaid and 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 whatnot, um the next question that comes up is, what is the most underrated comic that you've read?
1: yeah, you know, I kicked this one around for a while. And, um, I think that the conclusion I, cause I feel like I, <clears throat> I like a lot of the classics. I don't, I don't think that I'm going to surprise anybody with any deep cuts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Watchmen is my favorite comic book and I'm, you know, I don't, I don't own the property on that one. Um, but, uh, um, I don't know if you've heard of, um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis did a run called the infamous Iron Man. Right. Um, I want to say it was maybe five years ago. Mm. Um, I have it right here. I can check. Um, five years ago. It was three years ago. Ah, Gosh. I'm getting old. <laughs> or, or maybe not as old as I think I am. Maybe that's what that means. Um, but uh, the premise is that Tony Stark has, uh, at the end of Civil War II, um, gone into a coma. And uh, Doctor Doom takes up the mantle of Iron Man in, um, awesome. in that back you know, and um you know doom being probably you know uh, the the um marvel equivalent of lex Luthor, you know the the uh, uh you know uh, almost entirely irredeemable villain hmm. um and he you know kind of has a uh a coming to jesus moment without <laughs> any jesus involved <laughs> and um and, uh, decides, you know, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fix all this. I'm going to, I'm going to write my wrongs. And, um, you know, I won't spoil it. It, it. I wasn't blown away by the ending, but as far as the artwork, um, the characterization of, of these characters, you know, there's a, quite a few of the fantastic four characters are in it. Um, uh, beautiful, beautiful artwork and, and paced perfectly by, uh, Bendis. Um, it's, it was to me, it, it just had all of the elements that I love about comic books. Um, you know, uh, comics to me are special because you, I, I experience emotions in comic books that I don't in movies or written prose. There, there's something that happens between the panels and the gutters, where, you know, uh, there's a, there's a richness of experience that's, that's in your own head. And, um, infamous Iron Man, the way he paces it, um, you know, the way the dialogue flows is, is to me just flawless. Um, and I think it was largely panned. I don't, I don't think that, uh, uh, the critics particularly liked it or it sold particularly well, but, um, I have all 12 issues. Um, and, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I highly recommend it to anyone who likes superhero comics.
0: Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, another one to add to the list. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now we move on to our uh, most difficult question, and that is for you, what is the best comic of all time?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I said earlier that um, Watchmen was my favorite Um but I think at least part of that is just as a writer, just seeing just how brilliantly it, it was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, as far as best of all time, I, I uh, I'm going to have to still stick stick with Alan Moore. But um, um, I'm going to go with the Saga of the Swamp Thing. Nice. Um, which ha- have you read that one?
0: Uh, I haven't, um, and I've actually been meaning to get get a copy because my friend's got one, because um, I, I want to read it physically um, mm-hmm. rather than on you know, comiXology or something.
1: Right, I I yeah, own I'll a be physical that soon. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, and and it's good you're you're going with the physical. To me, I, I prefer to read physical comics mm-hmm. um, personally, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know, it, it's it's just such a such a wonderful uh, dive into um, you know, the way he uses narration to illustrate that this swamp thing is this consciousness that's been diffused into what they call the green, which is the consciousness of plants. Right. Um, And uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I lifted some ideas for murder um, and uh, the animal telepathy from um, Swamp Thing is—I got quite a bit of inspiration from it.
0: Nice, yeah, yeah. It's not stealing; it's inspiration,
1: right? Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> uh, but uh, just a, a great um, kind of classic horror feel to it, where um, you know, it—it—it it, uh, it, it starts out with a murder, which, which of course, I'm—I'm I'm always for. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh it makes for good reading um but uh uh really just a brilliantly done again the the pacing i i know i've said that word like eight times but um you know love me a, a good well-paced comic yeah um, you know kind of a um a non-typical superhero comic book you yeah, know wow
0: well. and like, i mean the, i know that i'm aware of the history of Swamp Thing. And the you know, Alan Moore brought it out of literally the Swamp. Um, yep. because it was like a not much loved character and right. uh, selling particularly well and then, you know, this really turned it around.
1: Yeah, and you know, um for the longest time this was the only Swamp thing that I had ever read. But um it's uh actually Tom King um uh did a winter annual maybe two years ago of the Swamp Thing, mm. that was also excellent. Um, that was that was really really well done. Also, um, but uh, yeah, I kind of want to read some of the crappy Swamp Thing, yeah, comic, why not? <laughs> you know, I mean, how, how bad it could be because this is, I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, it, you know, it, it must have been quite. You know, he he must have really pulled it out of a nosedive because it it, it really is a is a classic.
0: Absolutely, man. and Yeah, no, it's interesting to, to go back and, uh, yeah, perhaps read the not-so-good issues before, right. before Alan, Alan Moore's run. Because, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where it was. Right. So, yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? Um, now, um, we come on to our last question uh, in regard to uh, comics, and that is, if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be?
1: You know... Um... It's, it's it's such an awful question of you to ask. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah, sorry. I mean, what a,
1: what, a, what a miserable thing to ask of me. But um, I, I I I thought about it and thought about it, and then I thought, you know, I'm going to be cheeky. Um, so uh, I would bring volume two of X Machina, which was uh, another one by Brian K. Vaughn. Um, it was uh, put out, um, when was it? uh, 2005. Right. And, uh, I, I, hadn't read it when it came out and it kept coming up on comic book lists. And so I, I, finally, uh, got myself a used copy of volume one and, uh, it's, it's brilliant. Um, it, and, uh, you know, to spoil it, spoil it a little bit, you know, essentially it's a post nine 11 world where a superhero who can control mechanics, that's that anything that's mechanized he can turn on or turn off or wow. instruct to do what he wants, mm-hmm. and um, you know uh, similar to, to murder he's the only superhero in this comic book with any you know real powers right everything else is just our world mm-hmm. and um, and it's it's revealed in maybe the maybe the second or third issue that uh, this superhero has become the president of the United States, and it appears that he, on 9-11, stopped the second tower of the World Trade Center from being hit. Wow. And so we're living in this world where only one of the uh, World Trade Center towers uh, went down, and the other one apparently he saved. But that happens in Volume 2, and I don't know what happens. So I don't want to go down not knowing what happened. So, um my my pick would be volume 2, you know, maybe a risky pick because maybe yeah. maybe it's garbage, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I got to know. He has me he has me um it's
0: got you hooked.
1: He's got me hooked and so so um you know, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take a risk and go with volume 2.
0: Oh, straight up man. That's, a, that's awesome. Um and uh, what weapon tool or useful item would you like to take into the
1: apocalypse with you? Whew. Well, is this a, uh, this is a still, we're still in the same situation. I'm still with, yes. with, I'm still with Alex. He's, uh, I'm, I'm now getting pretty inebriated.
0: <laughs> right side. Uh,
1: you know, I don't feel like mixing alcohol and firearms is a good idea. So I, I don't <laughs> think I would take a gun, even though that might be, the, you know, might not be prudent, um, in the long term. Um, you know, um, what weapon would I take? Um,
0: or tool or useful item? Does it doesn't necessarily have to be a weapon itself.
1: Um, I might take those 40s you mentioned earlier.
0: Yeah, man. There you go. Pack of 40s. That's that's
1: that's, that's a weapon of 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 a kind. You know. Um, <laughs> and psychological- for anybody
0: that's unsure what what I'm what <clears throat> well, we mean by 40, so in the UK we don't have that expression. Um, oh, so yeah, because we we don't use uh, fluid ounces over here, oh. so everything's in milliliters. You see, so forty milliliters is about a shot. <laughs> so it's it's not it's not a particularly large amount of uh, of alcohol. Um, so uh, yeah, for those wondering, a forty is a large bottle of beer, basically right. it's forty fluid ounces. Because um, I, I I've spent some time in America myself, and I, I've played Edward Forty hands. Ah! Um, You know, that was a lot of fun. (laughs) Do
1: you you need to explain to your audience what Edward Forty did? We will.
0: So Edward Forty hands, you literally have these large bottles of beer um, duct taped to your hands. And the only way that you're allowed to take them off is if you finish those two beers. Um, And uh, if you happen to have to go for a wee in between, then you might have to get a friend to help out. <laughs> so, all it all is your pants.
1: It is a tremendous amount of fluid that that it
0: that is, you're... and because you are having beer and things, it just makes things quicker. And so, right. yeah, that's a that's a heck of a game. <laughs>
1: but, and you are more American than me in that sense. I've never played Edward Forty. <laughs> oh no, you haven't.
0: Oh, maybe maybe that's what you could have been playing this whole time with Alex.
1: All right, there you go. <laughs> alex would help help me pee i believe it yeah man
0: that's good to know that's good to know fantastic so uh you've got your pack of 40 uh and volume two of ex machina um and uh again thank you so much for for being here today matthew uh It's it
1: was absolute pleasure sam thank you for having me on
0: awesome Uh, and one last time where can the listeners find you
1: yeah, we're, uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Matt Loizel is my handle. And um, you can buy um, my comic, uh, Murder, on our website. That's uh, colabcreations.bigcartel.com. And we also have a Facebook and Instagram um, account for um, Murder. And uh, you can find that under Murder Comics
0: nice man and again those links are in the show notes so feel free to click through right there um and uh have you got any events coming up this year at all
1: um yeah so um we're gonna be down and slow uh there is a um a veg fest is a uh it's a vegetarian festival mm-hmm. and uh we will be the only comic book show in town <laughs> uh, so uh my wife and i it's actually on um on uh uh, Valentine's Day weekend, so um, take, taking a couple days off work, we talked about being working class heroes uh, offline, so I was able to get some time off work, and um, so looking forward to some nicer weather in San Luis Obispo.
0: Nice, man, nice. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks again, Matthew, for being here today, and uh, yeah, I hope that maybe one day our paths Will Cross at, at Comic Con.
1: Absolutely absolutely thank you so much sam
0: thanks a lot man you take care all right bye thanks again to matthew for being on comics for the apocalypse it was an absolute pleasure if you enjoyed the show today please leave a review for us on itunes or whichever podcast service you use as not only will let me know that you liked it but 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 yes that's right I do record this every single time and when I make a mistake sometimes I just can't be bothered to re-record so uh, I'm going to continue but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well if you'd like to check out Matthew's work or follow him on social media those links are in the show notes along with all of our own links into the various areas of the internet I told you I record this each and every time Uh, speaking of which if you haven't already be sure to visit Comic Scene Magazine's website at comicscene.org for comic news and lots of other fun sequential art stuff and finally as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week i'll see you next monday and yes that was my phone that's right bye for now